Hello and welcome to Mr. President from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Starring Metro Goldwyn Mayor's Edward Arnold. <laughs> Mr. President, at home in the White House, the elected leader of our people, our fellow citizen and neighbor. These are little known stories of the men who've lived in the White House. Dramatic, exciting events in their lives that you and I so rarely hear. True human stories of Mr. President. In just a moment, Edward Arnold as Mr. President. But right now, I'd like to ask how many of our country's past presidents can you identify? For example, do you know how many presidents have held office? Are you familiar with the major events that took place during the terms of James Monroe or Theodore Roosevelt? Well, each week, Mr. President brings to life tense and gripping moments in the life of one of our former chief executives, moments that most history books do not record. And you, as the listener, enjoy the thrill of trying to identify the president as another page of history is unfolded in these absorbing and stimulating dramatizations. Mr. President gives you the opportunity to test your knowledge of the men who've lived in the White House. At the close of the program, the name of the president about whom our episode is based will be announced. But first, try to guess who he is as his dramatic story is being told. Arnold as Mr. President. Let's visit him in the White House. It is Sunday and the old mansion is resting quietly after a busy week. We walk through the great doors under the presidential seal, across the foyer and down the long hall to the president's study. Hello. Sit down, won't you? Did you ever try to settle an argument or stop a fight? As you know, you can easily end up being the target of blows from both sides unless you use diplomacy. And that's an art in itself. Diplomacy is one of the oldest games in the world, but there are always new ways of playing it. But however you play it, it's only good if it works. And when you're dealing with a war, it's a pretty dangerous game. Once a president used it to try to stop a war. Later on, of course, I'll tell you who that president was. But meanwhile, you may be able to guess. Japan and Russia were at war. The Japanese had just won an important victory at Mukden. The whole world was uneasy. The balance of power in Europe was threatened. The English and French thoroughly alarmed. Mr. 
President, here are some more dispatches from our ambassadors in St. Petersburg and Tokyo. What worries me, people in London and Berlin? Did you send word to von Sternberg that I wanted to see him? The German ambassador's on his way over, sir. I left word to have him sent right in when he arrives. Fine. And Miss Sarah, don't leave when he gets here. I'll want you to take some notes. Yes, sir. You know, the German emperor means well, I suppose, but... He's an awfully jumpy creature. Oh, what's he worried about now? Since the Japanese victory, he's more worried than ever about the balance of power. He actually believes that England is planning to attack him and destroy his fleet. Perhaps with the help of France. But surely, sir, the English aren't planning to do anything like that. Of course not. They're in a panic themselves. They think the German emperor secretly intends to form an alliance against them with France or Russia, or both, and destroy their fleet. None of which is true, of course. Miss Sarah, it's as funny a case as I've ever seen of mutual distrust and fear bringing two people on the verge of war. Only I guess funny isn't quite the word for it. Oh, I wish the Secretary of State would get well and come back to work. Yeah. Isn't there any chance of making peace between Japan and Russia? No, a long chance. I think they both want to talk peace, but neither of them wants to make the first move. Well, then somebody else will have to make it for them. Somebody else, Miss Sarah. The way things are going now, it looks like the neutral powers in trying to make peace are doing their best to go to war about it. Mr. President, there's only one person they all have confidence in, and that's you, sir. You mean I'm elected? I don't want the job, Miss Sarah. But I'm afraid it's going to be forced on me. Forced on you? How? Well, there's a strong rumor that the German emperor might intercede on the Russian side. That will mean, really, setting off an explosion. But he'll listen to you, sir. He may not like what I'm going to say to him. I may not be diplomatic. But I'm going to have to be frank. Well, frankness is a kind of diplomacy, isn't it, sir? The best kind, I think, under the circumstances. Oh, excuse me, Mr. President. Surely. Oh, come in. I'm Kit von Sternberg. I've been waiting for you. Mr. President. Miss Sarah. Hello, Mr. Ambassador. Mr. von Sternberg, His Imperial Majesty has repeatedly expressed his concern for peace. His Imperial Majesty is willing to support any efforts to stop the war. He will even bring pressure to bear. Pressure? Sir, there's an uncomfortable rumor that he plans to go to war on the side of Russia. Is that the kind of pressure you mean? Mm, the situation is very complicated, sir. Because if it is... And you go to war, you must know what that means. We will have to go to war, too, but on the side of the Japanese. Herr President, this is a very shocking position to take. Not really. Shocking or not, that's the way it'll be. His Imperial Majesty doesn't want the balance of power to be upset. Well, if he goes to war, he'll be the one to upset it. He'll leave me no other choice. Herr President, your entire assumption is based upon a rumor. If there's no truth in the rumor, there's nothing to worry about. However, I suggest that you remind us, Imperial Majesty, that the only way to make peace is to stop the present war, and not to provoke more war. Very good. Monsieur. I assure you that my Imperial Majesty values your opinions highly. Session. I will convey the substance of our conversation to him at once. Auf Wiedersehen, Herr President. Auf Wiedersehen. Well, Miss Sarah, he didn't get too angry, did he? Uh, more frightened than angry, I think. But, sir, you suggested we might enter the war. Well? You can't declare war, Mr. President. Only Congress has the power to do that. Of course, Miss Sarah. You know that, and I know that, and the Congress knows that. Well, his Imperial Majesty doesn't know it. Oh? (laughs) As long as he doesn't, it'll be just as effective as if I did have the power. Yes, I see, sir, but... You think I'm bluffing? Hmm. Well, only up to a point, Miss Sarah. If this war goes on much longer, everybody will be in it. Even if we wanted to, we couldn't stay out of it. So we'd better see if we can't stop it. Miss Sarah, please send word to the Russian ambassador Cassini that I'd like to see him at once.
Lord, surely Cassini the Tsar realizes the danger of the Japanese advance? Your Excellency, our country is big and strong. It is unconquerable. To this day, not one enemy soldier has set foot on our land. Very well. But don't you think you'd better make peace before one does? My government is resolved to continue the war until our inevitable victory. An inevitable official statement, Mr. Cassini. However, Your Excellency, the Tsar loves peace no less than any other man. Of course. But there is no peace without honor. You said yourself no one has reached your territory. You can make an honorable peace. We will not for a moment consider the question of indemnity. If and when the Japanese enter your country, their terms will be even more severe. The enemy will never set foot on our land. We shall crush him, destroy him completely. Yes, I'm speaking in the interests of your country, not Japan. That is why I urge you to listen to me now before it's too late. Tell the Tsar I don't blame him for not wanting to make peace at any price, but now is the time he can make a peace at the lowest price. <laughs> My dear Takahira, with good luck you may advance further and capture Harbor, and eventually maybe even Vladivostok. Oh, thank you very much, Mr. President. But of course you realize that the further you go, the more you spread out your vital lines of communication. You've already redrained your resources. We do not expect success without a little expense, sir. All right, you've made your investment. So wouldn't it be wise to stand pat on your gains so far and write off your... Uh, Enterprise, while it's still in the black? Oh, our enterprise, as you call it, Mr. President, can be even more profitable if we are following up our success with even greater successes. Mr. Takahiro, I'm speaking to you in the interests of Japan. Yes. Therefore, I must remind you that your land victories, glorious as they are, mean absolutely nothing, as long as the powerful Russian fleet threatens your home waters. Oh, Mr. President... We are not forgetting the Russian fleet. We shall meet that later. Well, let's say that when you do meet it, the chances are two to one in your favor. That means that there is one chance in three or four that you would be beaten, in which case you'd have nothing left. Mr. Takahira, your Mikado is not only a fearless warrior, he is also a cautious man. Surely he will recognize the blessings of peace at this time. <laughs> President, Mr. Cassini and Mr. Takahira are here now. Fine, Miss Aaron von Sternberg. Oh, he was here first. <laughs> good, so far so good. Well, keep your fingers crossed, huh? All right, send them in. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, the President will see you now. All of you, please. Thank you, sir. Oh, Mr. President. Your Excellency, the President. Now, please sit down, gentlemen. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm very pleased that your governments have agreed to begin direct negotiations for peace. I have asked Mr. von Sternberg to be present also as a representative of a most interested neutral power. Thank you, Herr President. His Imperial Majesty sends his greetings and hopes for complete success in this meeting. The fact that we meet here together augurs well. But might I suggest that while you represent belligerent nations, Mr. Takahira and Mr. Cassini, in this room, at least, we should have an atmosphere of peace. If we can prove that we can get along here together, it should serve as an example that our countries can get along together, too. Oh, Mr. President. Yes, Mr. Takahira. So kind of you. We in Japan are most anxious to be on pleasant relations with others. 
The Mikado has expressed his satisfaction in our proceeding toward a solution to this so unfortunate situation. Good. And how does the Tsar feel about this, Mr. Cassini? Your Excellency, the Tsar is like a father. He wants his children to be happy and at peace. So he is pleased that you have taken the initiative in bringing this about as a possibility. You see, gentlemen, both the Mikado and the Tsar want the same thing. Peace. Then I'm sure that each will be willing to concede a little to secure it. So please, Mr. President. The Mikado understands the desirability of agreement. Your Excellency, Tsar Nicholas is a benevolent and reasonable man. And I assure you, gentlemen, that my Imperial Majesty will be overjoyed. Then what are we waiting for? Let's get to work. Now, each of you has expressed certain conditions, so we have to find satisfactory compromises. Before the plenipotentiaries are appointed, first there is the subject of indemnity. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Cassini. I know what you're going to say, but I'm sure that we will... Excuse me, Mr. President. Yes, Miss Sarah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the Japanese embassy has just delivered an urgent message for Ambassador Takahiro. Here you are, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Aha! Ah, Mr. President, I have the great happiness to announce the most glorious victory in our history. Victory? The Japanese fleet has joined battle with the Russian fleet. Mr. President, the Russian fleet is no more. That is a lie. Oh, Himmel. Mr. President, so pleased for your courtesy, but now it will no longer be unnecessary to continue this discussion. Good day, Well, that's not very good news for you, Cassini, is it? Your Excellency, this cannot be true. This is a Japanese trick. But uh, if it is true, we cannot talk peace anymore until we have brought Japan to our knees. Excuse me, I must get in touch with the Tsar at once. Goodbye. Uh, wait a moment, Cassini. I will go with you. Auf uh, Wiedersehen, Herr Präsident. Auf Wiedersehen, Sternberg. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Cassini. And everything seemed to be going so nicely, sir. Miss Sarah, never was a message of victory delivered at a more inopportune time. In just a moment, we'll come back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. Do you take your rights and freedoms for granted? Many of us do, for we think we can't ever lose them. Well, that trend of thinking is dangerous, for history has proved that people start to lose their freedom the moment they think it is forever secure. That is why we must all work at keeping our American heritage of freedom, for freedom is everybody's job. Today, many nations of the world are standing at the crossroads between free government and dictatorship. And what Americans do, what we all do during the months ahead, can greatly influence the decision that the war-exhausted peoples will make. As a good citizen, remember your American heritage and work to defend your individual liberties. Do this by taking an active part in the affairs of your community and in fulfilling at all times the duties of citizenship. Now back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. Perhaps you've already guessed who the president was in this story, but remember, many presidents have offered their services mediated to other countries in a crisis. Later on, I'll tell you which one this was. 
For a few days, Pete's looked further away than ever, but on closer examination of the facts, there appeared a faint hope. I had reason to believe I could still get the belligerents together to resume negotiations, but I would have to use a new kind of diplomacy. But, Mr. President, Ambassador Cassini acts as though the war is just beginning in earnest. That's because he and his Tsar refuse to face the truth. But they'll have to face it, Miss Sarah. They can't explain away the loss of their entire fleet. And Mr. Takahira is positively beaming. He's, he's walking on air. Did you ever try that stunt, Miss Sarah? Hmm? It's not very safe. The Japanese have won an astounding victory. But it cost them a lot of money. In fact, they're shakier now than ever. They're in real financial trouble. Well, then it's not so hopeless after all. Not entirely. But we'll have to find a new kind of diplomacy. The German emperor? Oh, good heavens. No, no, not (laughs) yet anyway. His imperial majesty has a lot of good ideas. But you know something? His imperial majesty has a lot of good ideas. But you know something? My little son has given me a better one. Your son? Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't tell me this, Miss Sarah. I just remembered something. You see, once he was confined to his room, he'd misbehaved. I forgot how. Anyway, he wanted to get out to join some other boys in a game. But he had to get permission. So first he went to his mother and told her that I had agreed he could go out if she said it was all right. Naturally, she said that since I had agreed, it was all right with her. Then the little imp came to me and said that his mother had told him that he could go out if it was all right with me. (laughs) Well, since his mother felt that way about it, I said, I suppose it was all right, so he got out. (laughs) He deserved to. I hope you didn't punish him for it. (laughs) No, not the first time. But when he tried it again, well, there he outsmarted himself. (laughs) But seriously, Miss Sarah, that child was taking the first step in maneuvering people to his own advantage. Later on, when the child grows up and becomes a statesman and begins to deal with nations, that's called international diplomacy. I guess I'll have to use a little of that, Miss Sarah. Please send for the Japanese ambassador. Oh, very, very kind of you, Mr. President. But our glorious victories have assured us we can secure whatever terms we are asking when we wish. Now, let's be honest, Mr. Takahiro. A few more glorious victories in Japan can become gloriously impoverished. Oh, this is not the subject, Mr. President. If you Money please, may I... be an uncomfortable subject to you, sir. But I'll wager it's important enough for you to want to talk peace again. I happen to know that the bankers who were financing your war has withdrawn all the loans. Oh. Mr. Takahiro... There's no denying that the Russians are in a bad way. At any rate, they have agreed to resume peace negotiations. So? They have? That is, if it's all right with you. I see. Very, very interesting, Mr. President. I shall communicate this to the Mikado at once. So, you see, Mr. Cassini, you are no longer in a position to delay without causing complete disaster? Your Excellency, I appreciate your intentions, but you do not understand. With each Japanese victory, the enemy is digging his grave deeper. We shall bury him forever. Now, don't blow up again, Mr. Cassini. But you know as well as I do that your position is practically hopeless. Now, the Japanese have told me they agree to talk peace again. That is, of course... If it's all right with you. So, they recognize their weakness, eh? 
Uh, Your Excellency, I shall inform the Tsar immediately of this excellent news. Mr. President, a message from Mr. Cassini. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, listen to this. The Tsar expresses his anxiety about the meeting place. He would much prefer the United States to any place the Japanese might suggest. Well, the Japanese have said the same sort of thing. They'd rather meet here than any place the Russians choose, so I'll tell them the U.S. is my own idea and let them both agree with me. Huh? <laughs> and then everybody will be happy, sir. And to make it more happy, <laughs> well, we'll meet on my yacht, the Mayflower. aboard, Miss Sarah? All the envoys are in the lounge, Mr. President, and I'm sure everything's going to turn out fine. Now, please don't look so worried. Miss Sarah, a single slip of any kind on my part, which might be construed as favoring one set of envoys more than the other, could be fatal. What did you do about the seating arrangements at the table? Oh, I just took away all the chairs, sir. You what? Uh, a buffet luncheon, sir. There's no question of favoritism if everybody has to stand up, is there? <laughs> Very good, Miss Sarah. <laughs> Very good. Well, it sounds peaceful enough inside. We'd better start the festivities before someone starts an argument. Come on. <laughs> Mr. President. Oh, hello, Kimura. How are you? Hello there, Mr. Lukowski. Mr. President. Gentlemen. I would like to propose a toast. Ah, yes. Gentlemen, I propose a toast to which there will be no answer, and which I ask you to drink in silence and standing. I drink to the welfare and prosperity of the sovereigns and the peoples of the two great nations whose representatives have met one another on this ship. It is my most earnest hope and prayer in the interest of not only these two great powers, but of all mankind, that a just and lasting peace may speedily be concluded between them. Mr. President. Well, Miss Sarah, any news? The envoys aboard the Mayflower in Portsmouth... They're in a deadlock, sir. Oh, they're not going to close this conference until they accomplish what they came here for. If the envoys can't do that, I'll have to go over their heads, Massara. I'd like to send a message. Yes, sir. To the Tsar. Tell them peace can be obtained in the following terms. Russia to pay no indemnity whatever and receive back the north half of Saglian, for which they will pay Japan whatever amount a mixed commission may determine. Tell them the Japanese have assented reluctantly and only under strong pressure from me. But, Mr. President, you haven't submitted any proposal to the Japanese. I know it. The Russians don't know it, though. Oh. I want a similar note sent to the Mikado, telling him that the Russians have reluctantly agreed, etc., etc., etc. Oh, I see. Your son's diplomacy again. That's right, Miss Sarah. But I can't forget that the second time he tried it, it didn't work. Sternberg, come in, come in. Takahir and Cassini are outside, but they're not speaking to each other again. Well, that doesn't sound very good, does it? 
Well, Miss Sarah, have Takahira come in first and alone. Yes, sir. You stay here with me, Von Sternberg. I may need your help. Uh, His Imperial Majesty has sent another message to you. He Please, Von Sternberg, would you keep your Imperial Majesty out of this for just a moment? Mr. President, Ambassador Takahira, sir. Come right in, Mr. Takahira. Mr. President, Mr. Von Sternberg. Hello, Takahira. Mr. President, the Mikado, after great consideration, has decided on the line of policy you suggest. He has withdrawn the demand of indemnity. Thank you very much. Well, that's fine. That's fine, Mr. Takahira. Yes, that good. Sehr schön. Miss Sarah, would you please have Mr. Cassini come in now? Yes, sir. Uh, your advice, Mr. President, was very powerful and convincing. Your name shall be remembered with the peace and prosperity of Asia. Thank you very much. Mr. President, Ambassador Cassini. Mr. Cassini. Your Excellency, Mr. von Sternberg. Uh, Mr. Takahira. <clears throat> Your Excellency, I am proud to bear the decision of my Tsar, whose benevolence shines before the whole world. Recognizing the responsibility of humanity and the civilization, he has consented to your proposal. Peace at last. Ah, yes, peace. Very good, Mr. Cassini. That makes me very happy. Here, President. Yes, Mr. von Steinberg. May I say, sir, that the whole of mankind must unite, and will do so, in thanking you for the great boon you have given it. I am sure His Imperial Majesty will celebrate your great achievement. Will you tell Your Imperial Majesty for me that the services have been indispensable throughout these proceedings? And to you, Mr. Cassidy and Mr. Takahira, I offer my heartiest congratulations. Oh, thank you very much, gratitude, Mr. President. I would just like to call Mr. Cassini's attention to one small matter. It has been the Mikado's understanding of humanity and civilization. Mr. Which... Takahira, you have twisted the words. What I meant was Please, that Mr. you have... Gentlemen, gentlemen not... let's remember that peace has been declared. Oh, yes. Goodbye, Mr. President. Just one thing, Mr. Cassini. When you said before... Please, Takahira, you insist on... Hasn't there been enough fighting? <laughs> Mr. President, don't you think perhaps Mr. Von Sternberg should follow those two gentlemen and see them safely to their respective embassies? <laughs> no, I don't think that'll be necessary, Miss Zara. I'm sure they'll straighten the things out between themselves, and if they do have a little personal quarrel, well, that's harmless enough, as long as their nations are at peace. <laughs> Well, you've probably figured out by now who I was when all that happened. It really did happen, you know. And I'll tell you the answer in just a moment. Have you ever had this feeling? You've had an emotion you couldn't describe. Perhaps a painting has moved you or an exciting play. But try as you will, you can't convey that feeling to anyone else. Most of us have had that experience. It leaves us without adequate words to express it. We think you'll feel that way when you hear ABC's program, The Greatest Story Ever Told, on the air every Sunday night. It's a dramatic program that cannot be described in words alone. It's one you'll hear and thrill to. The American Broadcasting Company invites you to hear The Greatest Story Ever Told. Check your newspaper for the time Sunday nights when The Greatest Story Ever Told will be heard over most of these ABC stations. Now, here is Edward Arnold. 
since this story happened during the Russo-Japanese War of 1905, you have probably guessed who the president was. Hmm? Yes, that's right, Theodore Roosevelt. His success as peacemaker between the warring nations was one of his greatest achievements. Practically single-handed, he arranged, directed, and brought to a successful conclusion the Portsmouth Peace Conference. It not only required great daring and energy, which Theodore Roosevelt had in abundance, but it required the most ingenious kind of diplomacy, and it worked. Come and see me again next week, won't you? I'll have another story for you about Mr. President that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Goodbye. Arnold can currently be seen in Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's Technicolor musical Three Daring Daughters, starring Jeanette MacDonald, Jose Iturbe, and Jane Powell. <laughs> Mr. President was created by Robert G. Jennings. It is produced and directed by Dwight Hauser. Miss Sarah was played by Betty Lou Gerson. This story by Milton Merlin was suggested by incidents in the administration of President Theodore Roosevelt. Music was composed and conducted by Basil Adlam. Be sure to listen again next week when the American Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations bring you Edward Arnold with another interesting and factual story of Mr. President. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.